Well, welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. I'm excited to be chatting with Kaina, who is a self-love and positivity coach today. We're talking all things toxic positivity, people-pleasing, practicing gratitude, and how you can become more powerful in your life starting today. So let's dive in. Kaina, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I'm super excited to chat about what we're going to be talking about, which is kind of a trifecta. We're talking about positivity, self-love, and people-pleasing. But before we start, what are you drinking today? So it's just a glass of water. It's like super late where I am, so I'm just going like to doze off after this call. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and let's just dive right in. I do want to give a little background before we delve into the conversation head-on. Generally, what I do is I I don't have a niche audience to say i don't say that i focus on business business owners or entrepreneurs i just focus on people you and i and i say if if i do have a specific audience it's everyone who's just like struggling to make it through life so it would be that people pleasing or a negative self-talk or anything else along the same line can be sabotaging your business or mindset it's just basically that growing up and it's one thing that's common no matter where you are in the world. We are told to just put ourselves into brackets. We are constantly, you know, growing up. We know we are putting ourselves into boxes. So this is this is me, I can do this, and this is me, and I cannot do that. And while that's also one thing that we need to do, because I can't be, I can't just go, I don't, I know I'm not a painter, so I can't, I'm not good at painting. But that does not mean that I'm going to start generalizing myself and stop myself from doing it because I'm not a good painter. I can do it as an activity, as a recreation, as something that helps me just get the steam off of at the end of the day because I don't need to be a painter to enjoy painting, right? Yeah. So I think in that sense, I have seen because I talk to a lot of people, a lot of people because the nature of my Instagram account is that I have a very small community, but we talk to each other, we help each other out. And I've seen a lot of people that they just stop themselves. They have put these blockages around themselves, thinking that they can't do something just because society or the world as we know it teaches us the same. So I think that's the first step in it could be the first step in self-sabotaging, negative thinking, people-pleasing, anything, you name it. We just think that we're not worthy of doing whatever the hell we want to do because the society tells us that we're not cut out for that. Mm-hmm, that you have to be a professional painter in order to paint at all. I think it's so great that you made that distinction right here in the beginning, that not everything that you do in life that you find joy in, that you can be creative with, doesn't you don't have to create a business with it or build a business around it. So I love that you said that. Exactly. Exactly. There's kind of been a culture of people pleasing recently. Mm. That's what Mm. I've noticed. That's my perception anyway, is that people, they want to fit into a certain box to make sure they have certain amount of clients. They don't want people to unfollow them. They don't want to be subject to cancel culture. They don't want anybody to cut ties with them. So they kind of put themselves in this people-pleasing box of, okay, what do these people want me to be instead of just living their life authentically? What can you, what have you witnessed with this? Where does the people-pleasing stem from? Yeah, 
So generally, like what I see and what I notice in people and a lot of that stems from my own. So if you if you go through my Instagram account, if you talk to people who I have talked with, you know, I always start by introducing introducing myself as a former certified people pleaser because there wasn't even a single day in my life and I won't be thinking, oh, shit, I said that this means I might have hurt their feelings or oh, you know, I, I I wasn't watching out for myself, which is the first and foremost thing we need to do. And I think, again, I would circle back to Hana, how I started. It goes in business, in, in finding, even in finding our ideal client or in serving we want to serve, or in serving people we want to serve. A lot of this back goes back to how we were raised or the society we were a part of. So I know for a fact that in different parts of the world, People are, to, especially when you when you you know bring it all together into gender discrimination. Let's say you are told that oh you know don't do this because this this is too girly or you can't girls can't be too bossy you know this is something that a lot of us grow up hearing so we are told to be a certain way so as a woman I need to be feminine in a certain sense I can't raise my voice I can't sit in a proper in a certain manner I can't talk in a certain manner so I think when we grow up and very subconsciously these things are triggered into our brain so this gender was just one example but also uh, speaking up for yourself when you're growing up it's generally very frowned upon you know and it's considered talking back when you're just like watching out for yourself or you're just speaking your heart out we do not cultivate those healthy conversations with our children we do not cultivate those healthy conversations where we allow our children, our younger siblings, our students, a healthy time to sit and talk to us about how they're feeling and what they're feeling. And I think that's how and that's where people pleasing stems from. We grow up realizing that if I, I be a certain way, if I say a certain thing, and if I do it in a certain way, people will start liking me. And that's how we just forget how authentic ourself is. Now, linking it all together to how we do business. And I think that's that's generally the saddest thing that I note, notice in a people. They start a business because they want it, because they know it's their calling, they are good at it, and they want to change lives, they want to transform lives. And that could just be through a simple social media and copywriting agency. You don't have to be a personal development coach or a yoga coach or a meditation practitioner to change your life. You could just be copywriting for something, someone and changing their life. And then I say they would just be sitting in a meeting and saying, yes, sir. Yes, let's go ahead with this, whatever your idea is. And bounding all those ideas, wonderful things that they have within their brain, and just keeping it to themselves because they don't want to scare that client off. They don't want to tell them off. And I think that's where they lose ownership and authenticity. And that's where you also see a lot of people failing in their businesses because they don't know how to voice their opinion, which is generally the right, right one. I might be running a business, but I'm not good at graphic designing. So I can't just hire a designer and tell him or her to do what I want to do. I just also want to listen to them what they have to say because that's their expertise. So I think this people pleasing just grows on and on and then it projects in a way that we just lose that confidence in ourselves and we think that if we just continue doing things that people like, then we're just going to have a happy life. And generally, that's the opposite of what we have. I was a people pleaser. I mean, I'm a recovering people pleaser as well. And I really realized that it was starting to affect 
not just my life, but my business. And I'm positive that my clients and my potential clients and my audience, that they could feel it. Because if you are people pleasing, you're not really sure in yourself and what you actually believe and what you bring to the table because you're minimizing who you are, what you believe and what you stand for in order to not get out of line for lack of a better word. So exactly. What is the thing that a people pleaser could do? Somebody who is aware that they have been people pleasing, that they just feel like they are agitated in their soul because they're not doing what they want to do. How can they step into their power and their greatness and stop? The recovery or the journey to stop being a people pleaser starts when you realize that you're a people pleaser. So I think realizing that you are people pleasing, you're selling yourself short, that's the very first and the heaviest thing that you need to do. Because as a human, we're not programmed to just just realize that I'm doing something that's sabotaging my happiness, my success, or my identity. So the first and the most important step is realizing that you're a people pleaser. And when you when you realize that, I say that you have already done half the work and you do deserve, you know, recognition for it. Yeah. And also, you know, moving on, realizing that people pleasing stems from something. So it can stem from a, from a childhood trauma, or even it can stem from you know, people don't realize it, realize the effects of bullying. So you might have been bullied as a child and you do want to get rid of that negative experience. And somehow you're just now projecting your you, this, this ability of people pleasing into making sure that you're not projected to that, that trauma again. So it's also realizing that it definitely, definitely, definitely has a backstory that you need to unearth. If you know the backstory, that's great. If you don't, you need to work with a professional. And even in the case that you, you know, you do need know a story, know the, that specific story, you have to work with a professional in any case. Because I always say this to people: uh, working on something as hard as people pleasing, it does bring a lot of trauma, because you then start realizing now that I'm not speaking the words that people are speaking they're going to fight back. They're going to retaliate because people are not going to li- like me voicing out, out my opinion. People are not going to like that. So you also need to realize that there's a lot of recovery that needs to be done. You also need to realize there's, that you have to get rid of this need to have other people like you all the time. It's it's hard to say no for you when you're a people pleaser. You apologize. You never accept your faults. This is start with, you know, and I think that's because I'm I am a very big fan of journaling. And that's what I tell everyone. When you realize that you're a people pleaser and you realize that you want to get, get, you know, rid of this horrible, horrible, horrible habit that's been killing your happiness, you need to start bringing this out, putting this into words. Because when you read what you feel, it's the greatest way of, getting rid of those negative emotions. So that's where journaling also comes in. You just pick pen, just pick a paper and start writing your thoughts. So start writing about, okay, what makes me a people pleaser? I can't say no. I agree to what other people say. I can't, I apologize when, even if, when I am not wrong. I want other people to like me. So I do whatever I can for them to like me. So, so start journaling. Start writing whatever is coming in your mind. And by the end of this, you know, extensive exercises can take you a day, a week or a month. So there's like 
no deadline to it just be comfortable in your skin start writing start exploring and writing is just one part if you're someone who is good with expressing through music you can write music or you can play music or you can paint just use your creative expression to get what's what's in your mind get that out of your system and you will also realize that this there was so much pent up negative energy in your system that's now coming out of you and again i i i, I can't stop emphasizing enough on how much of this has to do with the past trauma that's manifesting in form of self esteem issues fear of rejection and all of that so start by journaling and then show kindness to yourself realize that you have had this habit for a very long time you need to honor yourself be kind to yourself start putting yourself first you know learn to set that boundaries learn to say no and then obviously ask for help from people who you know really matter to you whether or not they're professional or not just create a community around yourself of people who know what you've been through who know what you're going through and who are there to support you so this was like a very quick answer to your question oh gosh it was jam packed full of good information because my yeah. wheels are spinning right now i yeah. want to point out the fact that when you do start addressing your people pleasing tendencies it does get extremely uncomfortable because like you said most of the time if we're just mirroring what other people are saying it's they love it because they are the ones saying that as well so they feel like you're you're mirroring them and you're making them feel like they are important yeah. and when you start speaking up for yourself you're going to ruffle some feathers because you're not doing that mirroring anymore so it's super important to show self-love and compassion to yourself and be more positive in general about your journey because it's your life and you're the one living it and you really it's ultimately up to you to make the most of it so if you are feeling really agitated and like oh my gosh i just don't enjoy my life i there's just something missing then it's super important to look inward and figure out what that is and like you i am a huge advocate for journaling because yeah all of that energy that's just stored in your brain in your body that's literally crippling you preventing you from moving forward and expanding in different ways it's stuck so once you exactly. journal you get it out of there and then you really honestly there's so many revelations that come with journaling too so i'm super happy that you touched on that and gave some prompts yeah. as well so one thing that I thought was really interesting about you and that you talk about a lot on your social media is the power of positivity. Yeah. And I read a book a while ago. It was The Happiness Advantage by Sean A. Aker. And he was talking about how positivity actually comes before success. Happiness comes before success. And yeah. I think in the culture we live in now, a lot of people are waiting for the success or the certain dollar sign or the certain thing in order to be happy, in order to live a life that fulfills them. So can mm. you talk about how we can choose positivity in every situation? There's this one example that we all always heard. So this is the, do you think this glass is half empty or it's half full? You know, 
this has sort of like evolved into some personality tests that we grew up doing. And I think that's something that that really that's really basic, you know. That's really basic. If you see a if you see a glass and if you see a bottle, do you see the half empty part of it or half full part of it? And that's how you equate that to your personality as well. So if something bad happens to you, and you know, do and you let's say you come out of it or you you know you can come out of it, do you look at the bad thing that happened to you? Or do you look at how you came out of it? I think that's very important. I think that's very powerful. And also, I always say that, and I have heard like a lot of people, I read it in a lot of books as well. And I've seen, because I, when I talk to people, I've seen that, okay, so how was your day? This is a, a very normal question that we ask each other at the end of the day, especially if you're working with a therapist or a coach or et cetera. And I've seen people starting with, oh, you know what happened? Blah, 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 blah. And that would be a bad thing. You have 24 hours in a day, right? And something that happened for three minutes and that wasn't something that you were expecting or something bad that happened, you let those three minutes, 15, 20 minutes or one hour rule over the 24 hours. That says a lot about how we spend our life. You know, we say, oh, that was the worst year of our life. And there's no, there's no denying that it might have been the worst year of life. There's no denying that there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of bad things that are happening to people. I don't mean to undermine anyone's experience at all. But we forget that in the same year, we got graduated. In the same year, we got that job or we got that high paying client or we got, you know, we got to travel the world. We just pick, we just nitpick one bad experience and then we live with it. That's how I think positivity is not riding on happiness. It's not, it does not mean, oh, I'm always happy. I'm not gonna look at the bad things that are happening. Positivity is realizing that bad things might be happening, but I will, I can find a way out of it. If I don't, I do know that there's something that, that can ground me, that can hold me out of it. So that's very important. And that's also very, because I've seen a lot of people confusing positivity with toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is that you, you know, you just you just can't say that, oh, a bad thing is happening, but I cannot allow myself to grieve or to be sad about it. I have to be happy. I have to be positive all the time. And that's, I think, a very, a very, you know, uh, and I've seen a lot of professionals doing that. I think that's giving birth to a very cancerous thought. And you can't do that to people who are going through a bad time. That's toxic positivity. Positivity is realizing that a bad thing is happening to me and I'm going to give myself a space to feel sad about it as well. But all the while knowing that I have to focus on good things, I have to focus on being happy for what I already have rather than looking at things that I don't. And I think that's why gratitude journaling, practicing gratitude, it's so popular because people don't realize that we've had one thing that went wrong in a day, but we had three good things happening too. And, and positivity means to look at those three good things and be grateful for what you have and look forward to blossoming that other than just, you know, looking at one bad thing that happens. So it's very important that you lead, lead that life where you allow yourself to be happy, to think good things, but also know that this is life. Bad, bad things are going to happen anyway, no matter what you do. Even if you close yourself in a box, something bad is bound to happen. But knowing that you have the power you have that courage to accept life as it is to you know deal whatever is coming your way and you're going to get out of it you have people around you and having that tribe and that community that's positivity i like that you touched on 
toxic, toxic positivity <laughs> as well, because I've heard that term before and I never really understood what it meant. But I think that it is pretty toxic if something bad is happening and you're not allowing yourself to feel those emotions. There's, yeah. there's a two separate parts of it where you allow yourself to feel it and then you honor that feeling and then look for the lesson from it. If mm. you're just letting all the negative things happen to you and not dealing with them and addressing them head on or letting yourself feel it most importantly, then you're going to store it somewhere in your body and it's going to show up in different areas of your life. And you're not even going to be aware that it's because yeah. of the, that a powerful emotion where we get lost a lot of the time is that I feel like some people frown upon being positive. I think that a lot of people talk about toxic positivity, but how does being positive in general, not toxic positivity, but seeing yeah. the good in, in things and taking the positives and taking the lessons, how does that affect your life? Like what are the things that come out from being positive? I think I can do a complete podcast on that, but I'm going to keep this within the, the limit of the question. And I, I, I really want to start with how people frown upon those who preach positivity or say you have to be positive, like, you know, because when I started my Instagram account, I initially started with talking about a lot about positivity. And I started my Instagram account or or what I do when I lost my mother. It was like a very sudden death. And, you know, so I I experienced depression as it is for the first time in my life when that happened and i felt like you know I, I was plunging into darkness i felt like there was no meaning and purpose to life but then i also realized that death is also a part of life in fact that is more evident that is that is more prominent than life itself and then i also realized realized that one person dying doesn't mean i have to die as well i have to live that life and honor that life and that's how my journey started to realizing that positivity is the way to go and then because every day i would wake up and think of okay so what makes my life good at this moment what makes me want to get this out of my bed and i had very less reasons to do that but i also knew that every every day that i decided to choose to get dressed up look nice go out and work talk to people i felt that this day was worth living that my life was good so if you actually start and i i don't when i talk to people i don't say that you have to be positive i say you have to reframe your mind you have to reframe your mind into thinking that everything that's coming your way you can't just say it's positive or it's negative and that's the end of the it you need to look into that you need to see what's what is it bringing into your life because some sometimes adverse situations sometimes bad things that are happening in your life they result in good things they result in positive things so does how so if you start labeling that as positive or negative what do you label it as there's no label because that was a traumatic experience that was a bad thing that happened but it resulted in something very good so i would say if you look into it if you start being positive or how i like to say it if you start reframing your mind into rethinking every situation that's happening to you you have a really, really, really better life. You have a better life. You project goodness in the world. You manifest your happiness. You manifest your reality. You have better energy. You have better health, both psychologically and physically. I like the part where you mentioned that somewhere inside the body, that negativity, that trauma, that anxiety, it's stored in our body. So if you have a lot of negative, negative things happening, 
it's not just in your brain. It's just not how you're going to think. You're also going to feel fatigued. You also will feel tired. You'd also feel sleepy. So a lot of this also has to do with our physical health as well. And you'll also see when you start projecting this positive energy, when you start reframing every negative thought, every bad thought, or every even every good thought as well, you'll see that you'll you'll be recovering well from any illness that's coming. You'll feel excited, more energetic. You'll feel more focused and inclined on doing things that you like. You'll have energy. You will have less depression. And especially for people who are in business, so you'll you'll also see that you know stress is a part of a business because there are highs and lows. You're always looking at oh the oh the numbers they're high this month or they're low this month, and you you're just like always challenging your own self. But for especially for entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurs or those who are already running business, reframing your mind helps a lot in stress management. It helps you project that energy into finding the solution, coping with what's, what's happening. And ultimately, it's like proven that you get a longer life if you have a longer lifespan when you have positive thinking and energy. So I think there's everything to do with positivity that makes your life worth living. That is so true. And it re- really does boil down to the lens that you're choosing to see life through. You can choose to focus and meditate and ruminate on all of the horrible things that have happened to you in life, or you can choose to find the lesson, find the meaning, and look at the positive things that have come from even the worst situation, because this is probably a hot take for some people, but in every single thing that happens to us in life, even if it's the worst thing you can think of, there's one positive thing I guarantee you can take away from it if you are looking for it. Whether that be a lesson you learned or something that helped with the justice system or something in life that has changed because yeah. of your experience. So I think that's really important to capitalize that on that and honor any negative experiences that we've had, but also take that moment, sit in it, but then choose to find the positive in it. And I've noticed in my own journey that when I choose positivity, I'm not living in my past anymore. And that's what something um, Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, he talks about that too with trauma and how when people are traumatized and they get those like full on panic attacks and anxiety attacks, when they think about a trauma or they smell something that brings them back to there, it's the separation yeah. between knowing that it's not happening right now. Those feelings of adrenaline that come on when you think about something, that's the past. And if we're trying to be more positive in life, but we're constantly thinking yeah. about the negatives, we are living in the past. We are not looking forward. That's how I look at positive positivity is like you're looking up on and what can I do and what's new and you're more creative and you have more outlets. But when you're looking at the negative and focusing on those, it's like you're looking at the ground. You're looking at the things that you've been looking at for years and years and years and you're not really opening yourself to those new experiences because you're stuck in exactly. the past. Yeah, that's 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 so powerful. Realizing that you're not allowing yourself to move forward and just you're just stationary, your progress is stationary. If you're just holding on to bad things that have happened, bad experiences you have lived through, you do not honor 
yourself and your experiences by allowing yourself to move past them, learn the lesson, and just move forward. Because even if bad thing has happened to you, you're always, always, always walking away with a story and a lesson that you can either learn yourself from or pass it on to other people. So there's always wisdom in what's happened to you. So there's yeah. always possibility to look forward and say, yes, I I know bad things have happened, but I also want to look ahead. You can't you can't walk, you can't complete your journey if you're looking back because you need to look forward if you want to walk forward. So that's yeah. very important. Yes. I think being positive is being really aware too. Cause it's so easy yeah. to be like, what are three bad things that have happened today. Oh, well, my feet were cold all day and I woke up later and my kids were driving me nuts. But when you're thinking about the things that are positive, like the gratitude journaling, like you were talking about, then you really have to dig deep and really focus on the good things that have happened to you. And I don't think that in most society, especially like in America, at least with the news channels that are on, they're constantly pumping negative information at you that gets your adrenaline pumping all the time. We're just so used to and programmed to think negatively about things. But when we start practicing positivity and practicing finding the good and practicing being grateful for even the smallest little things like, you know what? I had a really good day today. I just felt better that it's so powerful. So my final question to you is how can somebody become more positive in their life? Yeah. So, uh, so the thing that just because we were also talking about gratitude journaling. So initially when I started on this transformation journey journey of getting myself out from depression, of, of this negativity, of this pessimism all along, I started with gratitude journaling. And it has a lot of effects, you know, all of that. I do realize that it has worked for so many people. But then I also realized for someone like me, who was so deep into this pessimistic thinking, who was so deep into depression, it wasn't working out because at the end of the day, when I was... Uh, you know, writing three things that happened to me, I couldn't get past one or at max two things that happened to me. And every time I would close my journal, I would feel worse than I was feeling before I started writing it because I'd be like, oh, I just can't even think of three good things that happened to me. And I've seen, and since then, talking to people, working with people, I've seen a lot of the same thing in people today because the lives are moving so forward we are so and with covid there's a lot that's happening people still it's it's honestly they can't find three good things that has happened to them during the day and it's not their fault so how i tell people to do this and then i, I also want this to be like a parting message today and how i do it and it has worked so so well for me at the end of the day when i sit up, sit down to journal the first thing that i do is i tell myself there's no limit to what I write. It can be three three lines or it could be three pages. So I don't want to force myself to write more than I want to or to just because people are always, you know, forcing on or write prompts, fill up pages. You see all these coaches and you go through their Instagram accounts. Obviously they're doing it right. They're doing it that, their way. But from someone who's who's building it all on her experience, I know that looking at that and then looking at your journal, you're just like, oh my God, how did she write those one or two or three pages? I can't move past four lines. So the first thing is there's no limit to it. There's no limit to deciding what you want to do, how you want to do it, or there's no limit to thinking what you want to think at the moment. 
And then the way to end your day on a positive note or to start your day on a positive note, I always tell people is to just write one good thing that has happened to you. So at the end of the day, I'm going to go journal and say, oh, I appeared in a post, I recorded a podcast today and that was a good experience. I'm going to, I'm going to be on a podcast, blah, blah, blah. So that's one good thing that happened to me. And then I tell people, once you're done with one good thing, you have set the note for what, what you wanted to think, what you wanted to close your day with. Now dump everything bad that happened. Now dump the highlights of your day. Now dump what good didn't happen, what you wanted to do, but you couldn't, what someone said, or if you if you said something that wasn't honoring yourself, if, if you people pleased, if things didn't go your way, you just do that. You just dump every negative emotion, negative energy, negative thing that you're feeling at that point within that journal. And finally, you close that with what good thing that you're hoping to happen. So that's, again, ending with a note of energy, with a note of positivity, but also realizing that A, B, C, D, E happened in the day that wasn't according to my plan, that wasn't good. Then I also know that tomorrow I'm looking forward to doing other good things in life or also hoping for other good things in life. And I think that has worked well for me and for so many people who I've shared this with that it has helped them ground themselves into reality because it's not hard to pick one good thing and add days when my day doesn't go according to the plan or when I can't think of one good thing that you know stands out I just write I had a good day or I went through the day and I'm grateful for that and then I also realized oh I went through the day it was a hard day but I went through it and tomorrow is a new day it's a positive day and also after that I dump in my highlights of the day or the negative things that happened and that makes me feel lighter so it's not like I'm just writing four good things that happened and I'm just closing my journal that's it go to sleep I actually let everything out of my system and then also write a small manifestation, a prayer, a belief that tomorrow I'm hoping for ABC to happen and tomorrow I really believe something good, good is going to happen. So I think that that works miracles for people and I think that that's a takeaway that would, I would want everybody to take from here and just do it because the day I started doing it, it changed my life. I am with you on that because I started doing that at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey because entrepreneurship is a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. And that literally, that small thing, the journaling and then the gratitude. And I like the way that you framed it where it's like, don't push yourself to mm. do something that you're not comfortable with because then you're going to resent it and then you're going to hate that. And then it's going to become more traumatizing and triggering than anything else. But I love the fact that we are able to take life into our own hands. We're able to create the life we want. And I know a lot of people are calling it manifestation these days. Um, yeah. But I think the biggest thing is knowing every single day that you are a powerful human being you are 100% in control of your own life and life is what you make it. We cannot stop bad things from happening in life. We cannot control others or situations, but what we can control is ourselves, our outlooks and how we choose to live our lives and become the person that we want to become. Because at the end of the day, you are not stuck where you are right now. Most of the time yeah. we're just going through seasons in life and seasons change, right? We have fall, winter, spring, and summer. So if you're in a really hard slump right, right now, just know that it's not the end of the world and just be kind and loving to yourself. And one thing that I do 
when I'm feeling just having a really bad day or something bad yeah. happens, I give myself one day to sit huh. and just feel it and just complain and bitch and moan about it. But the next day I'm like, all right, today's a new day. That was yesterday. You got to separate. You can't live in the negativity and the chaos because then you're going to find a home there and you're not going to enjoy your life as much as you yeah. could. Yeah. If you want to change your life, you need to sit with your feelings and you want to talk to them and you want to figure their way out. That's the only way to do it. But you also have to honor them because if you're just going to shove them under the rug and not honor them or not feel them, you can't, this is not a sustainable solution. So yeah, the way to go is to realize what you're, what you're feeling, talk to them and then find an optimal solution. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and giving so many good gold nuggets about how we can create the lives that we want through the power of positivity. We covered people pleasing, we covered self-sabotage, and we really had the overarching thing theme of positivity and creating the life you want. So I thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your expertise and giving those nuggets. And I want people to be able to connect with you. So where can they find you? And do you have any offers or anything that the listeners can take advantage of? Yeah. So first of all, thank you for having me over. It was great to just like talk about it because I love doing it. And I have such a busy routine that I generally don't get time to be on Instagram and like talk to people about it. So yeah, people can find me on my Instagram account, which is like instagram.com slash kainatmakbool. So K-A-I-N-A-A-T-M-A-Q-B-O-O-L. And then I am currently working on this like new uh, journaling reframing metrics. So I'm going to launch that soon. But people who are listening to this podcast and they want to work with me on, you know, reframing their mind, positivity, self-love coaching that's um, that's something that i do one-on-one with people they can get in touch with me and they can also refer the podcast so they're going to get a discount so my instagram is the way to go (laughs) oh awesome well thank you so much i know that the listeners appreciate that and i cannot wait to see how many lives you are transforming in the process and that is it for today's show thank you so much for joining me in the lounge today don't forget to connect on social media leave some love in the reviews and subscribe to this podcast i am super excited about next week's episode where we're talking about boundaries, trusting yourself, and following your intuition. So I will see you then.